Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How I Met Your Father, Season 2, Episodes 2 and 3 are over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Um, I just have a confession to make right off the bat here. I'm a liar. I'm an absolute filthy liar. I know it's bad, but luckily we have someone here who uh, never lies ever. It is Sarah, Sarah Ferguson. Oh, man, Adam, I just got through the crazy experience. I just gave birth (gasps) to... Well, no, I assisted the birth of okay. wow. 20 That's a puppies. huge difference just right yeah, off. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, no. I I mean, I'm almost like a mother because mm-hmm. I gave birth to 100 puppies. 100 puppies? Yeah, 101. Wow. Dalmatians. 101? They're all Dalmatians? Wow, oh shocking. Gosh. Oh, my goodness. Who would have thought? Yeah. So um, maybe I also do a little fib here or there. Oh, no. It's just a little white lie, right? Yeah. No harm in that. Are you like a white lie person? I mean this in the best of ways because I like genuinely do not judge people who like will, you know, embellish things or whatever um, because I've definitely done it. But like, are you that kind of person? Uh, I think that like my biggest shame is 
when I go and get Taco Bell and I don't want my fiance to know that I had Taco Bell for lunch. <laughs> so he's like, what'd you have for lunch? I'm like, oh, I definitely had a salad. Mm-hmm. And in reality, I got a Chalupa Supreme. <laughs> which is, is, like, is that your go-to from Taco Bell? Yeah, I really like the Chalupa Supreme okay. with beef. Um, <laughs> and I, I like, I hate that I indulge in that also. BTW, the Cinnabon, Cinnabon Delights are really delightful. They really put it in the name. Okay. How delightful it is. I have two follow-up questions. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, uh, I feel like Drew would not judge you if you were just to be like, hey, I had Taco Bell for lunch. Like, I don't like I don't think that this is like a, you know, an area of potential judgment. Yeah. I just think that everybody has shame regarding taco bell just taco bell specifically yeah yeah i think so um yeah i mean uh, you know i don't know how i don't know i feel like there just shouldn't be that much shame around taco bell uh that being said the cinnamon delights my biggest problem with them sarah uh is that they sell them in packs of like two (laughs) or like 500 okay (laughs) so it's literally hello would you like two cinnamon delights and you're like hell no that's not enough or 12 yeah it's like how did we get from point A to point yeah. B? I would like four or five, maybe or like five. somewhere the, around there. So, and then the biggest issue is like, oh, can I have two orders of the Cinnabon Delights? So you get four. Mm. Every single time they just give you two Cinnabon Delights because yeah. they just mishear that you they want think you two. can I have two Cinnabon Delights? Yeah, it's it's a losing game, and you can't be like, can I have three orders of Cinnabon Delights? Because six is like too many. Then you like really start to feel bad about yourself. Right, right. But then like that's the time when you are like, oh, can I have like six Cinnabon Delights? But also can I have like two <laughs> drinks so that they think that... Yes, you order the extra drinks. <laughs> so they think that like this is going to the end user. Now, this is why, like, I don't know, so much shame around food. It's not great. I think that like Sophie, I need to let it go. Yeah. Everyone just, you know, eat whatever you want to eat, okay? Like people should not be, you know, judging any of that there. Um, that being said, if you want to order two drinks just for yourself, because uh it's the only place that has Baja Blast, I like cannot be upset about that. Because, All the bevs, yeah. yeah. That's like what you have to do. Um, anyway, <laughs> you're just thinking <laughs> about Cinnabon Delights now. Adam I am, yeah, I am. Looked out, I might <laughs> like he was like a poet that was like trying to create his sonnet, but it was just a sonnet about Cinnabon Delights. Yes. Anyway. I might have to write a song about Citadel Delights <laughs> by the end of this could. podcast. You're very I, I think we could make it happen. Oh, yeah. um, wow, I might I literally might have to go get a couple Cinnabon Delights after this. I was Taco Bell so close to me. Good. I hate yeah, that they're so they're good. So good. Uh, anyway, we, we have two episodes to we do. Today, so we, we should do. probably get going. Um, the first of which is season two, episode two, Midwife Crisis. Yeah. And I mean this episode is kind of blah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, right off the bat here, I think there are some fun, kind of interesting things that they do here. But overall, I feel like this is the worst of the three episodes that we have seen so far this season. Yeah. Um, and honestly, maybe worse than some of the stuff we saw in season one. So it was like, uh, you know, kind of disappointing. Retroactively, I'm, I'm glad that we didn't just have to talk about this one specific episode. Um yeah. It was fine, right? I mean, it was fine. It wasn't a bad episode of TV. It was fine. It get, you know, we have 20 episodes this season. Not every single one of them is going to be need some spectacular. Lulls. Yeah, you need some lulls in a season. So we open up to older Sophie admitting to her son, 
that she used to be a dirty, dirty liar. And she claims that she quit lying when she turned 40. Um, But nonetheless, back in the day, she had a huge lying problem, especially when she was feeling insecure. Um, And she's feeling insecure recently because she's waiting to hear back from the gallery about her painting. Yeah, I mean, she's nervous. She put she put a lot into that painting, the whole gallery situation. Oh, it's not even um, a painting; it's a photograph. Yeah, the the fo- yeah the photo of uh, of a young Jesse um, trying to yeah. fix the car, trying to yeah being being you know just some guys being dudes, uh, just you know fixing the car there, doing doing as best he can. She's very nervous about it, and we did see this, uh, you know, a, a continuation from the end of season one and from that first episode. She's very on edge about it. Um, and rightfully so, I think like this to me is one of the more um, kind of real elements of the show that like doesn't feel more like a sitcom. Uh, this is a big part of her career. She's like nervous about the, the trajectory of her career because this is actually yeah. a, a big moment for her. So at least in that respect, uh, I you know I liked how kind of true to form this was. Yeah, I think that she's really expecting big money from the sell sale of the photo. So and also it's going to put her on the map for yeah. being a artist that sells her work and also hopefully maybe get into more publications so that she can get into more galleries but um let's cut to modern day where sophie and valentina are walking down the city blocks and sophie is really nervous checking her email uh we see a flashback of her in yoga Uh, answering the phone like she's very on edge and attached to her phone the kids would say she is chronically online yes very much i have oh yeah i have because i too am chronically online online. it's a huge yeah a huge uh epidemic in the world right now uh they are passing the bar and they see meredith at the bar with like all their friends and of course, Sophie is really worried about that because she doesn't want to meet Meredith like as like it's she's not perfect. She wants to have her perfect hair and her perfect makeup and want to look amazing. Uh, have you ever met a uh, ex's new girlfriend uh, or partner? Y- so yes, um, I <laughs> well, one of my exes is married, and so I. <laughs> uh have uh met them um and i've uh, there was one other one that i met too it wasn't like this formal of an or like this isn't even formal but it wasn't like this um i I almost want to use the word casual but it wasn't like this occasion where it was like okay i'm going and i'm going to meet them it was just kind of like a happenstance kind of you know just like this just like yeah like we both happen to be going to the same place and so it was just kind of one of those weird you know whatever was it was it weird it was a i mean it's a little it's a little weird i I feel like stuff is always no no i don't think so we didn't like really talk it was just kind of like the awkward high and then like you know hey we used to date uh let's not think about any of the things that we did because now you're currently doing them with (laughs) someone else so like you know let's not talk or think about that let's just get out get get away seems a little awkward uh i've never never done that No, No, because all of my ex-boyfriends are like internet boyfriends, pretty much. So it's never really... No. (laughs) Sure, but imagine what if you joined a chat room with one of them in these days? Would you make up a lie? Uh, Yeah, totally. I mean... Half the pe half the people like I lied to at my old internet ex boyfriends anyway. So oh, what? I'm not really. Maybe a little bit. Okay, maybe I am a liar. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Charlie apparently 
the job at the bar. I I did not see an official hiring process, but <laughs> nonetheless. And um, Ellen is also chronically online because she's waiting for Rachel, her neighbor, to text her back. Um, and we see Sid kind of being rude to Meredith by handing her over a beer with too much head or foam. I don't know. I'm not a beer drinker, so I don't really know the terminology, but I think it's head. And Meredith is like, ew, you put too much foam in my beer. Like, and Sid doesn't really care because he's giving her some attitude. And then they they all see Sophie staring in the window, which I thought was hilarious. I did love that shot, right, of them inside the bar, just kind of like looking out and, and, and waving like, what in the world are you doing out there? Poor Sophie. Yeah. I, I know. I think that the move is just to keep on going. If you're not in the correct headspace to meet a ex's new girlfriend or boyfriend, then you need to just ditch. Yeah. Just like don't make a fool of yourself. But- I don't even really understand why she was going to the bar in the first place. I This is the hangout. This is where you go. Oh, just like the place to be. Yeah, it's just the place to be. And she decides that uh, it's okay. She's going to go meet Meredith. And the First thing that she says is that she just got a call and sold her photo for a huge, large amount of money. And uh, she starts her little fib and she's just trying to impress Meredith. Now, if I was to meet Blair Waldorf, a.k.a. Meredith, a.k.a. uh, Lane Meester, I too would lie because Blair would be like so intimidating to me. But uh, not Meredith, not so much. Yeah, I, see, this is like one of my gripes of this episode. Doesn't really track for me why she's lying so much or no. needs Meredith to care about her. I that being said, we did open up the podcast by saying we sometimes order two drinks and a thing to make mm. a random person we never met before. So like, okay, maybe that like makes a little bit of sense. I do think I but... do think I understand because Meredith is successful and she's cool and she's pretty. And when you feel okay, like you're though, not, can I just like put that out into the universe stop it Lane i think that is she amazing. is the least attractive woman <gasps> on this show stop it don't be mean to Lane meester I... she she was born literally in prison what her mother <laughs> gave birth to her in prison she's a survivor what does that have to do with anything did she I'm grow up saying. in prison oh my god i'm imagining a baby in like the prison <laughs> uniform <laughs> baby Lane meester was in orange since the day she was born <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think that that's a really, like an important thing to note. Why was her wait? Why was her mother in prison? Do we have the full details on this? Um, I've like read about this. I think it was substance addiction or mm. abuse or something like that. I don't totally know, but I do know that she was born in prison. Okay, we love people overcoming things. You, I mean, yes. okay, I'll give them that, but yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna like sit here and pretend like she is the most attractive person on the show. <laughs> She is. Stop it. Um, actually, here's a qu- very quick question. Yeah. Um, are you pro uh, Blake Lively or pro Lame Easter? Um, and the, the 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 real question is, are you Team Blair or Team Serena? Yeah. See, I don't even know what we're talking about here. Okay. Who do you think is prettier? Uh, let me just let me just do a quick look, and I'm going to go by their first their first. Uh, Okay, Blake Lively. Yeah, okay. And then... Leighton Meester. Mm, Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I mean... 
I don't know if there is a correct answer mm -hmm. to this question, but I don't know how I'm not picking Blake Lively <laughs> in this situation. Well, that's the whole thing. Ryan Sikin's Reynolds also does a lot of work here, I think. That's true. Serena always got everything, and Blair just had to work, work, What are work. we talking about? What show are I'm we I'm sorry. About? I'm just really obsessed with Gossip Girl from, like, 20 oh years God. ago. <laughs> yeah. XOXO, Gossip Girl. Um, don't worry. I'm about to go full Elizabeth Holmes just like Sophie. Uh, she says there was a bidding war between... Prince, the Prince of Liechtenstein, the CEO of Barry's Boot Camp, and the sisters from Sister Sisters, but the sisters from Sister Sisters were <laughs> bidding separately from each other. <laughs> uh, Meredith is like, ooh, cool story, bro. And uh, basically, Sophie admits that it's not a small line problem. It's not a medium line problem. It's a huge effing problem. And uh, we kind of watch her spiral and... Uh, tell worse and worse lies throughout the episode yeah. um which is not great not good at all not i great. you know bringing in your main character and basically saying that they're lying all the a time liar. not not relatable not great only if you lie about taco bell are you relatable not exactly, about yeah. we never lie about photos. anything else never nothing else nothing, nothing else nothing no um so we get ellen's storyline which is essentially she is still trying to hear back from rachel the girl across the hall that she lied to oh, another lying problem yeah. and said that uh, her grandma was her best friend but um, she wonders if Rachel isn't texting her because she's ugly or is it her garbage personality and I, <laughs> I love Charlie saying if your personality is garbage then call me a raccoon because I love it yeah, I think Charlie might be my favorite character he's in the cute. cast. He's very endearing, right? Yeah, he's I, I love him so much. Yeah, he gets those really good uh, lines, like just like how they want to make over their apartment so that Rachel can like be more interested in coming over if they leave their door open. And Charlie just like offhandedly says, oh, I shouldn't have um, turned off that threesome with chip and joanna Gaines. yeah just, just in case they come in. just in case they um, could have redone the room uh he kind of reminds me of tahani from the good place where he just makes all these like not in personality but you know how like tahani is like always name dropping random people at all times have you ever seen the good place mm -mm. okay well anyway she always <laughs> does things like this where she drops celebrity names or whatever uh, and you don't know if it's true or not true, but yeah, yeah, I uh, love him. I think he's really funny. I, like I everyone really he interacts funny. with, I feel like it's just such a wholesome interaction. I feel yeah. like he's like a good person, uh, and doesn't lie. <laughs> Do you so think that Ellen it. should give up her dream of dating Rachel? I guess that's a better uh, question for the next episode. But yeah, my like only question here is like, why, <laughs> why is Rachel even involved? i i don't like, because does rachel have to be the person that ellen is going after i find rachel so unrelatable and uninteresting yeah uh and i'm like struggling and i think like that is is affecting how i'm viewing ellen too because she is like so desperate for rachel specifically and it's just like girl why like what are we doing here come on 
I, I, I really don't know because I, I, I do think that I'm starting to really enjoy Ellen, especially more so than last season where I felt like she didn't really have a lot of material to work with, but she is very eager to make stuff work with a character that I don't really care about. Yeah. I kind of wish that they had introduced a love interest for her in the first season that was ongoing, like the rest of the characters so that we could have uh, a vested interest. And I don't know if that's supposed to be Rachel, but the, the dynamic between Rachel and Ellen started off with a lie. So it never worked for us. Yeah. I mean, right from the beginning, it was based on like nothing and something stupid, like, and, and, and it really hasn't progressed further than that point other than like ellen saying oh i really like her that's it that's like all we've seen they don't even really have great chemistry there's like nothing really between them no she doesn't really get along with her friends yes if someone had ever said like hey i was best friends with your grandmother and now hey like like, i don't know i'm done like i'm not engaging further regardless of the situation um uh we get our next storyline which has to do with (laughs) A, Sid being the grilled cheese king. Yeah. Which, who doesn't love a grilled cheese? Yeah. I mean, I've literally had grilled cheese like two or three times over the past couple weeks. Everybody Uh, keeps saying that. Why is it the time for grilled cheese? cheese? It's grilled cheese season. Okay. So so we are done officially with soup season. Soup season is done. Oh, we're over it. Well, it has to. Yeah. Soup season has had a really good run. Okay. Chili (laughs) season lasted for like a couple weeks. Right. uh, When it was like really, really cold. That's when you have to eat in the chili. Um, the reason why it's grill, uh, grilled cheese season is because it's still like decently cool. It's like a hot meal that kind of warms you up, but it's also not like a heavy meal that will like, ke- you know, keep you like down or whatever when it kind of gets a little warm during the days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're in grilled you- cheese season and I'm all in for it. I know that you're a very talented chef, so I just want to know how many cheeses are on your grilled cheese. My go-to is somewhere around four. That's like my you're joking. No, I'm I'm dead serious. I like my go-to is usually four. I usually go some kind of like sharp cheddar. Sure. Some kind of white cheddar. I'm I love white cheddar so okay. much. Uh, some kind of like either pepper jack or Colby jack, something with jack in it. A little like, bit of spice. A little bit of spice, but also like not a lot. Just, you know, a little bit to kind of elevate it. And then I really like a soft cheese. So like a Gouda or a mozzarella or wow. something along those lines. Stunning. I think that makes the perfect grilled cheese. As well and the as bread sou- of choice. Sourdough. It has to be sourdough. That's there we go. You heard it here first, folks. We have a grilled cheese, our king, ourselves over yeah. here. <laughs> I'm still working on the American cheese. Oh, my no. Cheese. Sarah. How am I supposed to know? What do you, you could get I don't any know. other cheese? I, I didn't know that we were supposed to add other cheeses, but oh whatever. Uh, Sid does not want to give Meredith the grilled cheese he made like six grilled cheeses, <laughs> a lot of grilled cheeses and he doesn't want to give even one to her and they do like a little wrestling match basically he hates meredith meredith is trash we've all experienced this where you have a friend that has a partner that really sucks and you don't know what to do i've never denied anybody grilled cheese but I have left them out of my PowerPoint presentation that I showed to my therapist. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That is evil. If you want to talk about something that's rude. Um, so Whoa. basically, <laughs> so basically they want to, they eventually agree on a airing of the grievances. 
just like she did when she went to Sweden. Jesse is like all out on this idea, but Sid is all in. So that's what they're going to work on. An airing of the grievances. Good idea, bad idea. Okay, for me personally, I think this is a terrible idea. Like, <laughs> truly a terrible idea, okay? Yes, yes. Uh, because at this point, we don't really know why Sid doesn't like Meredith, other than the fact that we have literally seen Meredith, like, turn uh, Jesse down, and that went viral. So, like, whatever. Okay, besides all of that, we know there's more to why he doesn't like Meredith. In airing of the grievances, all that does is, like, bring it all back up so everyone can smell how bad it is like that's all it does there's nothing to accomplish i have i'm like a firm believer in like if you push down hard enough like there might still be issues but everyone will be fine okay like everything is going to be fine you might not talk to everyone forever but just like it's fine <laughs> just go forward and and deal with it later yeah. if it like becomes like a huge issue but if you're up to this point and it's just like I don't know. I'm not a big fan of this, Sarah, because I, and then the other problem. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably more related to just me in particular. Yeah. I'm like not very good at not sharing how I feel. Like mm-hmm. I I will just tell you the way that I see it and uh I'm I'm not very good at holding back and sometimes it's a that good thing. Well, it is a good thing until you get to the point where I'm at where it's just like I am not I'm, I'm also simultaneously not great at phrasing things in ways that don't make other people feel like bad about the things, especially when we're talking about grievances, which are like inherently a hot button issue. Exactly. It's a negative yeah. conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's not the opposite of, you know, tell me everything that you love about me. Yes. It's I'm coming into this because I have issues. Yeah. And you um, got them too. Yeah. You know, uh, you know that I do love an airing. Of yeah, I- <laughs> you know, I love it. You know that like I am very much into calling a house meeting. Yeah. And be like, let's just get it out in the air. And everyone's like, Sarah, why do we have to do this right now? I'm like, I'm done with it. We got to get this out of the air. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, I have, Please, I'm like in the no. middle of something. Don't do it now. I'm like, it's done. We're no. calling the house meeting. <laughs> Wait, what I call a state of the union? We're calling oh a state of the union. Gosh. It's going to be in like four hours. Uh, yeah, I love doing that. It's my favorite thing. I think it's good. Your to get favorite sh- thing? I not my. I mean, I just think it's good to get stuff out in the open. I'm I'm so anxious. My little heart just can't handle the conflict that I just want it out in the open. Boy, your little heart can't handle the conflict, and therefore we bring the conflict to everyone's attention front and center. I don't like indirect conflict okay. i just want it out the in passive the open. aggressive is not... i want it to be okay. discussed and get over it but the thing is that it just doesn't always work that well so we're gonna see how this plays out between meredith jesse and sid in a bit but first we have spa night spa night between sophie and val sophie admits to telling a few harmless quote-unquote fiblets which i love that word I, too, want to just, just call it fiblets uh, to try to make yourself feel better. And she says, you know, Val, you lie, too. You lie about your age. And I thought we were going to go get a flashback of her, like, oh, I'm just, like, 18 years old, like, young and fresh, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Valentina dresses as an old lady to get the old uh, elderly cost of a movie theater ticket. And we see her uh, buying a ticket to Avatar 2. Uh, this was so dumb. 
<laughs> why? Why is it dumb? It would never this, work. This it would was never so work. dumb, uh, especially for the benefit of seeing Avatar two. Like, um, have you yeah. seen it yet, Tara? I will never see it. Do you never. think that I have five hours of my life to waste <laughs> on blue creatures that it's like so long. use their tail <laughs> for unspeakable tasks? What do you mean unspeakable tasks? They use it to connect with the animals that they ride all over the place. And then, you know, also to have relations with each other. Um, mm-hmm. Cross-contamination, in my opinion. Just, you know, that mm-hmm. might be a little bit of an oversight on the yeah. creators there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, okay, it was really long. I don't know. This was so dumb. I really wanted to see, like, something a lot more scandalous than this, but yeah, we did not get All it. right. Well, we get a knock on the door, and it is Ramona, played by Megan Trainer. Uh, you know Megan Trainer, right? I really love Megan Trainer. actually. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, it was exciting seeing her. Uh, she's playing a pregnant neighbor who is early in early labor, and she hired Sophie to take photographs of her home birth and of course sophie lied about this as well and said that she's done tons of home births and helped the doula or the midwife and ramona um says that her midwife is stuck in traffic and she needs sophie to help her set up so uh yeah it's a little a bit of a sneaky situation and we get a flashback where Sophie said that she's done dozens of these home births. And even though it's not on her website, she uh, it's because she signed an NDA. And then we get a Hilaria Baldwin joke. Uh, a lot of Hilaria Baldwin jokes. Do, do you know about Hilaria Baldwin? I do not. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is like, so you didn't even get the joke. Okay. So Alec Baldwin, we all know Alec Baldwin. Um problematic himself yeah so he's married to a woman they do have like 90 kids they have a ton of children um hilaria baldwin was born in boston uh her name is actually hillary but um she claims that she she like has adopted this like um spanish hispanic accent and changed her name to hilaria so, and it's kind of like, you remember how when Madonna all of a sudden had a British accent and we were like, what, what, what happened here? Sure. It's kind of like that. And oh. the thing is, is, like, everybody is like, Hilaria, like, your real name is Hillary. You're from Boston. Like, what is this? Like, and she, like, sometimes pretends to forget English words. It's very, she's like, oh, like, what's the name for? Like, how do you say blah, blah, blah. It's like, girly, you're from Boston. What are you doing? um so that was the joke uh did not land for you that's no, okay it did not yeah. that's fine who cares uh so sophie and val are setting up for the the water birth they had to like blow up the the tank it i mean valentina did ask a good question like why is she not allowed to have a pet snake when they're literally allowed to blow up a giant tub for ramona to give birth um to be to be honest i don't really know that i would want either of those two things in my apartment okay maybe it's also not like apples to apples like it's not like a fair comparison maybe i don't know yeah i feel like the snake doesn't stand up for itself as much as the person who's giving birth does you know what i mean like the advocacy there i mean i stand up for all snakes i love snakes oh really like a like a pet snake you know this yeah 
Yeah. You know how much I love snakes. I know. Especially Tofu, the white snake. He's adorable. Who's Tofu, the white snake? Uh, it's a snake that I follow on Instagram. His name is Tofu, and he's the cutest snake. That's in the, the only context? Just, like, a snake you follow? Not, like, <laughs> this celebrity snake or, like, whatever. It's just, like, it's just here's snake. a snake. His name is Tofu. He's like, a there's white some snake. person out there who you have no idea who they are, and they just have a pet snake named Tofu, and mm-hmm. you are totally under their thumb. They... I love tofu. Oh my gosh. I think he's the cutest snake ever. I have a ton of snake stories. If you listen to Jess and I's podcast, I talk about snakes all the time because I love snakes. snakes. Yeah, yeah, too, many, too snakes. many snakes. Okay. So, um, oh God, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. So they fill up the tub. It's way too <laughs> hot. So then they were like, let's just start blowing on it. And it's like, what, like, hello, if there's something that's too hot, then you just put cold water on it or ice. Why is their first thought to blow on it? This is all really bad. That being said, I don't know that I would be great in this situation. Uh, I would just be like, we need to get to a hospital right now. I'm, there's no circumstance where I'm the one delivering this baby. Um, like, let's get to a hospital here. Let's such a bad plot line i just i can't yeah uh let's switch over to sid meredith and jesse it's their airing of the grievance society time sid has created flashcards and they're (laughs) color-coded and okay so his first issue okay yeah and you'll tell me if this is like bad or something that he shouldn't have grievance over yes he sees like a toddler and meredith's defense is but i have a deviated septum um do you think that this is something to hate someone over how they sneeze no this is pretty dumb uh i I have been told quite a few times that people do not like my sneeze because no 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 no, no. you have the cutest sneeze it has i literally have been told so many times that it's like that's not a sneeze like you're a little it's like yeah I like don't I don't have like a big sneeze like i don't like let it all out it's like a little i'm gonna be totally um honest as I am always with our audience, you do have the cutest sneeze for an adult man. What, is, what does that even mean? I don't it's think like, sneezes are like achoo! cute though. Okay. It's, it's like, like very, it's like very like small. Like it's not yeah. like a big sneeze. Yeah. yeah. You kind of sneeze like a toddler. <laughs> is this our own airing of the green? But the, like the thing is, is, I think it's cute. Sid okay. does not. Okay. okay yeah. Number Sid two. Sid does not like it. Your favorite movie is La La Land, and Meredith's defense is they shut down a freeway and dance on it. I think that this is a legitimate grievance. Whoa. You're f- La La okay. Land is crap. It's, it's crap. I will oh, say no, that, that, that scene where they're dancing on the freeway, mm-hmm. the audio was mixed so horribly. <laughs> It was the background noise is way too loud for the voices. And I don't know why they didn't fix it. Um, okay. Well, I can't speak to like the production <laughs> or the audio stuff of it all. Um, I don't know. I can't, I can't be mad about law to have it be your favorite movie. I feel like is probably a bit much. What's your favorite movie, Sarah? Um, my favorite movie is Romy Michelle's high school reunion. Okay, mine's Clue. I don't know if people could hate us for Clue's either of good, those two. That's a great movie. Um, this isn't a, this. Is, La La Land is not a good favorite movie. I don't think it's no. like a great movie, but I don't think I don't think it's a very good favorite movie. I feel like no. if your favorite movie is La La Land, I probably don't like you that much. 
but yeah. I don't like actively hate you, you know? I'm actively upturning my nose at okay. it. Uh, your text sound is wind chimes, comma, you psycho. <laughs> uh, now, I always have my phone on mute. So I think it's maybe that's the bigger problem is that her phone is off mute. It could be. I like will go back and forth depending on like what I'm doing. Like if I have to like focus on work or something, or like something going on, like I'll definitely keep it on mute most of the time. Um, I have a really bad habit of just leaving my phone all over my apartment and like mm. just forgetting it and then not being able. I'm really bad about that, and so most of the time I'll keep it uh, on sound. However, I do have very specific text sound notifications where there are a single digit number of people that have a specific sound associated with their text. Everyone else just has the normal sound, but I have like a certain number of people that will have this specific text sound. And then that's how I know who's texting me. And if I need to actually respond and reply in a good way or a bad way, if I ever hear the, well, if I ever hear the regular sound for a text, I will never respond to you. <laughs> um, how like, do I get bumped up? Um. Well, you don't ever text me, so that's that, true. Yeah, we never we never text. But like, if you know, if I ever hear like the normal text sound, I'm never responding to that. I will say one of the sounds of the of the more important people uh is the wind chimes. So I feel okay. like I can't be mad about this one either. Another. This a, so far, this is a not great airing of the grievances for me. Yeah, the last text that I sent you said, "Please, please, please." So. <laughs> 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 that was the last uh and you did not reply back oh, no so uh oh yeah so that's another okay and then the grand finale is the burrito incident and oh, this is God. i feel kind of like a typical how i met your mother um story because it's kind of like this thing that has lived in infamy and it's amongst friends they know what the burrito incident is the long and the short of it is that it was Jesse's first time where he was teaching kids and they were having a, a recital. And simultaneously, Sid was really into meal prepping burritos at that time. And Meredith claimed that she was too sick to go to the recital. And Sid had one rule, don't touch my burritos. And then he said, smell you later. And then he returned home to see his burrito has been eaten by Meredith. So he, at first, we just think that he is mad because Meredith ate the burrito. Her defense was... Uh, I had a 102 fever and I was bummed about missing the recital and I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So that's uh, the burrito incident. And Jesse is really upset about all of this because he is a child of divorce. And we kind of get like a little bit of a backstory about how his parents promised to bring him to Six Flags and then they didn't bring him to Six Flags. But then they were like, remember the time we went to Six Flags and basically, uh, you know, manipulated him to thinking that he went to six flags it was a whole situation yeah it was a whole i mean it was a whole big thing uh are you a six flags person i used to be i used, used to, be. to be yeah we have um in jersey we have six flags great adventure and that was definitely the place to go when we were in high school we had pretty sure i had a yearly pass to go to six flags but uh i don't know i don't I, i'm not really a theme park person now yeah, I, I definitely relate to that. Growing up, I used to live pretty close to Six Flags Great America. And so I had a bunch in, in Chicago, I had a bunch of friends who would uh, I'd go all the time. And so 
mm-hmm. I did enjoy it, but yeah, uh, weird feelings about Six Flags. Uh, I agree. I don't. I don't really like amusement parks now. I don't think they're for me mm-hmm. anymore. No, we've aged out of it. I think until if when we ever have children, then that's probably the next time we'll go to the amusement parks. But um, so. <laughs> So I just am dreading that moment. Well, um, hopefully it'll go better than the childbirth that happened in this episode. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, Ellen and Charlie have dressed up themselves in their apartment, and they are leaving the door open to hope to catch Rachel. Uh, Julian and Maury, who is some elderly neighbors, one of which is uh the guy from two broke girls did you watch that show no i've always heard that like it was funny on a rewatch but i couldn't i like ne- i almost yeah. never watch those kind of shows live yeah um i think the first season was great and then it kind of fell off but i did watch the ma- majority of it but it was nice to see that guy who was uh julian in the show is still acting i really liked seeing him um so they lived together since their wives died or their wives may have disappeared in Africa. I honestly kind of just think that their wives fell in love with each other and ran away from their husbands. But, I mean, that's my own theory. Yeah. And then next thing uh, next thing that happens is that all the neighbors come into their apartment and they're having a building party. And... This seems fun, but also seems like a thing I would never do. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fun to, if you live in an apartment building that has a lot of young and fresh, fun people, it seems like fun. But I don't know. I I don't think I would hang out with neighbors. Um, okay, here we go. Here's some stupid stuff. So annoying. <laughs> Val was like told to go, Valentina was told to get ice and she comes back with shrimp instead to cool off the pool. And they put shrimp in there and they're surprised to think or to realize that the shrimp is working. It's like, hello, if you put cold stuff in hot stuff, it cools down. Why is that like a surprise? Uh, And it's so stupid. And then Sophie gets a call and she thinks that it's a uh, the gallery, but then it's not. It's just a telemarketer and she falls in the pool and then Ramona comes out and is like, what's happening? And Sophie lies again and says that she's blessing the pool water. And she offers her some shrimp because this is a scampy style birth. I don't, do you have anything to say about this? Because I just kind of want to like not think about it anymore. Yeah, I, the only thing I'll say, I kind of liked the scampy style birth line. But at literally everything else surrounding this was so dumb. Like that payoff was not worth what happened in the scene. But it was, it was, that was still an okay line. Also, if the water is so hot that it burns your skin, don't you think it would cook the shrimp? I am scared to think about giving birth in a pile of cooked shrimp. That is not an ideal shrimp boil. Yeah, that's talking about like cross-contamination. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) So bad. Such a bad idea. And then Sophie admits to lying about everything. And Ramona says she doesn't care because she's about to give birth. And the midwife is stuck on the tram. And basically she gives, we have this whole like little montage of everybody screaming and panicking. Um, yeah, the number of times that I've seen in an episode of TV where the midwife is late and not able to actually give birth uh, makes me assume that the, there's no such thing as a midwife. Like I assume it's <laughs> never on time because no, I, they're, they're not so. once have I ever seen a storyline that's like, oh yeah, we did an at-home birth and it was totally fine. No one had to, like, I've never seen that ever before. 
maybe you just need to go more localized with your midwives. How about that? Mm hmm. Sure. <laughs> um, okay. So Meredith and Sid have their official talk about burrito night because basically meredith doesn't want sid to out her in front of jesse and meredith admits to it but kind of just asks for a hail mary it's like don't you want your best friend to be happy and move past this and i i think that like sid is very kind in this moment because he realizes that if it is true that at this time jesse is happy then who is he to get in between his best friend and his best friend's girl how do yeah, you feel about this? I see. I disagree with that logic that that Sid is using here. Of just like I do want her to be happy because, like, obviously, Sid wants Jesse to be happy, right? Like, I'm certainly not going to debate that. That's obviously true. The problem is that, like, if he has access to information about Meredith, uh, mm -hmm. that would that that is in this case creating like this false illusion of happiness for Jesse. I actually think that it's like not okay for him to just sit on it and let that kind of stew and simmer. Um, I feel like he has the responsibility as like Jesse's best friend to tell him the situation and what's going on. And um, especially like considering the whole burrito scene of it all, I'm a little upset slash confused why this hasn't happened earlier when they were broken up and Jesse hated Meredith. Oh, that's so true. But they also, it's so dangerous for you to admit that you don't like your friend's partner when they do break up because nine times out of ten they get back together and then Can it's I just, so okay, awkward. I need to just give a piece of advice for everyone listening. Yeah. Don't get back with your ex. Mm. Nope. I, this is firm advice. Mm. I've had such bad experiences with this. Like, uh, do not get back with your ex. It okay. will not work out. I promise. Okay. Even if it so, does, it doesn't really work out. Alright, so I was dating somebody and we broke up for a year and then we got back together mm -hmm. and it took a while it took a really long time for us to like get back into the groove of things and like forgive each other for whatever but it does work out yeah i'm still gonna st i'm still sticking with the advice like don't get back with your ex just mm -hmm. don't you know don't do it I just think that you need to have clear and uh, honest communication if it is going to work out. I think that I don't think that what the burrito incident actually is is so bad that Jesse would want to stop dating Meredith, uh, especially because there's so much time that has passed. But I think that you're right. Usually if there's a big secret that is being kept and that, you know, you should tell your friend. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Jesse's happy to see that everyone is over all this stuff. Uh, and they can go and live their life and hopefully go to Six Flags if they choose to go to Six Flags. Um, we flash back to Ellen and Charlie's party. They're um, talking to the different party guests and Ellen realizes that the door is closed. She learns that Rachel closed the door because it was making so much noise. So then she goes out and thankfully she actually talks to Rachel, which is like, thank goodness. Like, come on, stop playing games. Such a waste of time. Uh, the birth happens and it is amazing except it's horrible because everybody's like screaming and it's very dramatic and 
it wasn't very enjoyable to watch. But uh, we see future Sophie has a photo album with like pictures of the baby and Ramona. And apparently the baby is named Riley. Uh, great. Sure. Um, Ellen talks to Rachel and they kind of talk it out. And Rachel thought that she invited everybody but her to the party. And Ellen admits that she only threw the party for her. And they're going to go on a date. And do we feel excited about this? No, not even a little bit, actually. No. Yeah, I mean, I think that once again, I, I do think that like the third episode is coloring my perception of this. Uh, because I don't think that Rachel was uh, played very well in the third episode. But uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of like, whatever about it. Uh, we are back at the bar. Sid pours Meredith uh, the beer correctly this time. And then we find out what happened really at Burrito Lit Night. Basically, Meredith lied on the phone, didn't want to go to the recital, and she was mean about it. She says, like, I don't want to, like, waste my time hearing screechy noises. And the flashcard that Sid wrote says she doesn't really love him. Uh, so, yeah. But that's, a, in my opinion, that's an opinion. That's not a fact. Yes. So, well... I, that's, like, she doesn't, he doesn't really know, only Meredith really knows what Meredith is thinking. So for Sid to be like, this is a fact. She doesn't love you. I don't think that that is like, that doesn't really have legs to me. I don't think it's an unreasonable opinion for Sid to have though, based on like what he's seen. Like, I don't think that Sid is like out on a limb here in this thought. And I also think that if um, Sid were to tell Jesse about this, Jesse would be upset. I don't know that they would like immediately break up. It's not know. like one of those things where it's like, oh, you hurt me so bad, we're breaking up like right yeah. this moment. But I think that it, I think that he would be upset about it. I just think that it, it's almost like when you break up with somebody and then you get back together with them, everything before the breakup has to be cleared out. That's the only way it's going to work. So you can't get mad at somebody pre-breakup about something from the pre-breakup because everything has to be a clean slate in my opinion and that's the only way that getting back together with somebody would work out so I don't think that um I, I think that Jesse might be like that's a really crummy thing for you to do but I don't think that it's, it's earth shattering news the problem is is it still emblematic of how meredith feels uh, to me like that is the biggest miss of this episode because it's still unclear to me if meredith feels differently than she did in this flashback because i do exactly. think like there is a world where meredith is like yeah this is how i felt i'm sorry i don't feel this way anymore like let's you know let's move forward because this is how i feel now okay like that's a you know i mean like that's a different story but the way that she was making it seem to sid was like jesse's happy don't ruin this for him you know what i mean like i yeah. I, I don't know I guess, like i'm struggling to figure out how Meredith feels i guess that's a good point because if she really wanted to have an honest relationship with jesse maybe she would have given up that information on her own maybe she should have said look um, I know what Sid is upset about. Like, I'm going to own it. And I did something really crummy. Not only did I eat his burrito, but also I pretended to be sick. Yeah. 
And maybe that could, the uh, it would bother him, but at least we're being honest. I think it's the dishonesty aspect that's not right, that what Meredith is doing. And by continuing the lie, by refusing to release or be open about what really happened that night, she's doubling down and continuing the lie. So I now you have persuaded me, Adam. Look at you. Oh my god. She's a person. I've changed my <laughs> mind about it. Uh so because the in, first time I've ever changed anyone's mind on a podcast ever. Just like I, I'm a very flexible person to be honest <laughs> with you. I, I either my podcasting partner can change my mind or I like just talk myself out of it uh, <laughs> whichever uh Sophie and Valentina are coming in they're like very happy about delivering a baby and Sophie who is on her honesty kick tells Meredith that she didn't really sell the photo that she just wanted to uh you know be impressive and she's like but guess what Meredith I don't care anymore because I did something really cool tonight I delivered a baby and that's something that even you haven't done and then we see a little flash that Meredith did deliver a baby on a subway but Meredith is very like cool and classy about it because she's like that's really cool Sophie or was she being condescending? I, I heard like, condescending. Oh, that's though. really cool, Sophie. I don't know. I heard condescending. But also, I don't really yeah. like Meredith. So maybe that's just me. Yeah. Uh, then Sophie gets a call. She actually did sell the photo. And then she taunts Meredith by saying, in your face. Um, how do you <laughs> feel about the, the comeback in your face? Listen, I think we just have to give this one to Sophie, you know? Sophie's a dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> She's a dweeb. <laughs> I can't wait to meet 40-year-old Sophie because maybe she'll be less dweebish. Yeah. Uh, and then she says from then on, she's going to be honest and straightforward. But then there was a freaking shrimp in her hair. And Meredith asks about it. And then she's like, oh, Meredith, it's this like extensive European hair treatment. You don't know about it. Clearly, you don't know anything about hair. Yeah. So obviously, we know that she is still a dirty, dirty liar. And uh, like I said, we have to wait until she's 40 to see her quit lying. Which, which is, is yeah we got a little years. we got a little ways to go there um okay well we don't have to wait long to in order to hear us lying uh or really just to hear an ad i guess is really what i'm trying to to, to get you here uh we'll be back on the other side uh to fill you with with all the lies and maybe some cinema delights we'll see Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. We've retrieved our cinnamon delights. We've lied to each other profusely. Now, on to the third episode. Uh, I thought this was a much better episode. Just like oh. overall. I thought this was a really good episode. Oh, um, absolutely. Of How About Your Father. Yeah, uh, I, it's kind of funny because I think that not only did they hit the reset button, but I think like we hit the reset button yes. and now we're back to an enjoyable episode of this show. Uh, and like you said, this is season two, episode three called The Reset Button. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I think it's a good name too. Sometimes we all have to hit that reset button. Like truly, I think we just need to do it. Um, So uh, we have older Sophie saying that, uh, you know, friend groups when you're young, pretty incestuous they are very much so they Uh, so are absolutely (laughs) probably (laughs) to a point that's not great uh so sometimes you have to hit the reset button um she also reveals there that she has kissed everyone even aunt ellen Uh, a lot of kissing going on there sarah have you kissed everyone in your friend group no 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 i haven't but would you like is it, is it a lack of like opportunity like if the situation arose like would it happen i don't think that i just had a desire to kiss my friends like that <laughs> i think that when i was um when we, i was 18 i remember or like younger than 18 i remember we we're like oh we're just gonna like kiss our friends on new year's but no, not since then. Okay. How about you? Also, as you know, like I've said to you before, Adam, you're like my first guy friend. My your your first guy. <laughs> pretty friend. much, I've said this to you before. You're like pretty uh-huh. much my first. Yeah, guy I friend. honestly I thought that you were just like hyping me up, like trying to make me feel. No, good, I was but... being very serious. Like I've pretty much only had female friends. Oh and gosh. you're like one of my very first ever guy friends. Wow. I am so, so honored in this moment. Is this a little white lie? Is this a fib? No, I'm telling, telling you the absolute truth. I used to say that I didn't think that um, girls and guys could be platonic friends. Oh my god, I hate that take so much. Like I, I know, I'm sorry. Could it not was, disagree with that more. I know, but I mean, I'm just I'm telling. Do you the still truth. currently feel that way, 
Or are we destined to form a cross podcast love <laughs> relationship? <laughs> I I I think that in I honestly think in most cases, I do think that girls and guys, it's harder to be friends because I do think that one party eventually at one point in the friendship develops feelings like eight or nine times out of ten. Like I really do feel that way. Wow. Okay, Sarah, um, if you ever develop feelings for me, I just mm-hmm. want to know, okay? But wait, no, Adam, you remember that dream me. that I had? I do, yeah, I do. <laughs> so there's a dream where, oh. uh, I swear to goodness, that Adam was the father of my baby. So we've already <laughs> been there. We've already been there. But you did lab all over the PSR Discord. Why aren't yeah. you in the PSR Discord to have tons of friends mm-hmm. and, um, you know, have an Hypothetical dream birthing announcements. Dreams. And you told everybody. And I was like, I wasn't ready to tell everybody, Adam. Yeah. I really, really screwed the pooch on that dream that I was in. Anyway uh <laughs> sophie uh is so excited we saw this at the end of the last episode her art piece sold um and she's kind of talking right. about it with the person from the gallery saying that uh, uh went to some rich person some super super rich person um and sophie like starts to get these grand ideas in her head like okay where's my career going we've all had this moment like any little win you're like yeah i could be president next year like you know every <laughs> everyone has these moments um and we're talking about going to the met gala and sarah i need your i need your thoughts on this uh she's talking about wearing a bird's nest as a hat now uh we were just on a podcast recently talking about fashion or whatever you said you had to go because you were watching the oh, fashion yeah red carpet yes yes so i need your thoughts here uh a bird's nest as a hat I've seen crazier things on either the runway or the Met Gala runway. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that wild. Uh, I do want to ask, I'm not a huge advocate of real animals being incorporated into costume. So I would prefer it not being a real bird Mm -hmm. in it because, uh, I don't know, it's just like, leave the birds alone. They don't want to be part of your outfit. Yeah. So that's my only ask. But aside from that, if she wants to have a bird hat, then all for it. Okay. Uh, Good to know. Uh, I'll incorporate that into my next Met Gala costume whenever I'm invited. Um, (laughs) Okay. Uh, They also want Sophie uh, to bring her model to dinner. That's a big ask here. Um, and, you know, Sophie's like, yeah, he's totally in. We smash cut. Jesse's like, I'm out. Uh, and then they basically go through and and there wasn't like any big, you know, persuasion type situation here. It was Sophie just being like, please, if there if I have any points left with you, I'm using them right now. Uh, and Sophie's like, you must come to dinner with me for this. Um, I don't really know why Jesse was out in the first place because like if someone ever invites me to like a big fancy rich person's house dinner, it's an auto yes. Like I'm going every time to get the delicious free food. Yeah, you and me are a little bougie like that. But I think that there's people that don't want free, expensive, well-crafted food on plushy, comfortable seating with high quality fabrics and um handcrafted wood tables i don't Mm -hmm. understand why you wouldn't want that agreed but oftentimes i mean millionaires and billionaires are interesting folk so maybe that's what jesse didn't want to do is hang out with um you know the rich folk someone that would live in a penthouse 
Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I have a lot of thoughts on the rich, but we'll get to that in just a moment here. Um, so I'm gonna go back to Valentina, who is uh, moving out of Charlie's, and Ellen talks about going to see Flubber the Musical. This stood out to me as probably the highlight of the pair of episodes. <laughs> I love this so much. Uh, it, it was even just like the one line just when things couldn't get bleaker. I made my best friend in a beaker. Flubber, I love you. I mean, just like going out. Oh my God, Sarah. This one little scene, I laughed so hard and I rewound it like five times. I think, <laughs> I think that you need to be cast in Flubber the Musical. I would love to be in Flubber the Musical. I think that this is the role for you. You. Uh, so you would go see Flubber the musical? Yeah, in a in a heartbeat. I I, I also really liked Flubber, so I'm. Like, oh, you're high on Flubber. Yeah, I'm high on Flubber. I'm really high on musicals. I love it all. Give me all of this. Flubber, Give me the Flubber musical. Flubber kind of is kind of the same reason why I don't like monkeys. I don't <laughs> like entities that ruin your life, and Flubber ruins lives yeah. as do monkeys. They're always up to stuff that is no good. I just want to be clear. You're very pro snakes. Yeah. But monkeys. I are... don't I don't like monkeys because they're mischief makers and I don't like it that they are always Are up we just to no are good. you just talking about the one monkey from Night at the Museum? Or is that like the one It's all monkeys. Tell me one monkey that isn't like mischievous. Um, okay, this is I'm gonna Curious George. He, sure. He's too curious. What do you mean Mar- too curious? He's too curious. Always causing issues. Marcel from Friends. That monkey was so mean. <laughs> I've never uh, met. I've never heard of or seen a nice monkey ever. This is going to be a deep pull. This is a Drake and Josh. We have you know the Josh Peck. There was an episode mm-hmm. where the one guy bought a monkey and was like going to eat the monkey. That monkey was nice though. It was obviously the dude was really bad, but like that monkey was nice. No, I don't think monkeys are nice. I think that they're really rude. Wow. Okay. Sarah's anti-monkey and we got there by Flubber the Musical just to <laughs> reset. Yeah. So anyway, I would go see Flubber the Musical as I would well. too. Yeah. Let's go see it when, uh, you know, ne- when whenever it, it comes out. out. This um, reminded me a lot of uh, How I Met Your Mother, but I think it mostly reminded me a lot of uh, Jason Siegel because it, it was like a little bit like Forgetting Sarah Marshall where jason siegel's character did a like made a musical about like uh, vampires do you remember this i uh, have never seen for oh okay we okay we have to see this actually i'm going to bring that dvd video next time i see you i oh have gosh. to see it you will okay. love All that right. movie i think it will be like your favorite movie my favorite movie it's gonna beat clue oh my God. <laughs> no i don't think so <laughs> maybe like a top 20 i okay, think you'll 20. love forgetting sarah marshall i don't even know that i've seen 20 movies um okay <laughs> so <laughs> valentina is trying to find a date and we get more dating app uh stuff going on yeah. um gosh i have so much to say on dating apps but that's a different podcast i think um and uh clearly charlie is uh, a little bit jealous here of oh of i would be too swiping would you i mean i feel like their breakup oh, yeah. was like decently amicable mm-hmm. also um you know obviously valentino's like incredibly attractive but like so is charlie like he can oh, get yeah. it okay like he, uh, he can definitely get it and so you know he's like uh acting a little bit on edge um but i did like this scene i like that you know valentina's like almost immediately like oh got one got a day for tonight no big deal oh wow. Like is, uh, wow does not surprise me 
her. I, I think that it would be probably very easy for her to get a date. How quickly could you get a date on like Tinder if you downloaded it? Yeah. It'll probably take four years. Four years? I don't think I would get dates very quickly. Oh my god, Sarah, you could get one tonight if you wanted to. I'm like You just, think so? Yeah, I think so. I speak especially like the girl to guy ratio on all of the apps is like atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um at least on you know on my end i feel like uh it would be it'd be very easy anyway um we got to sit in hannah who are planning their long distance relationship working out flying uh back and forth all the way across the country and they're finding it costly yeah it would be insanely expensive um i could not even imagine this i'm like pretty anti-long distance we've talked about this a little bit before um but especially when it's like this long a distance and they're talking about flights back and forth uh sarah we both have an upcoming trip to seattle we'll be together in the same place which is so exciting i cannot wait for that um but my god the flights are so expensive um and like just yeah. so painful i like it's it's really brutal it, i cannot even is. imagine doing this consistently. and even flying from i don't know say like we wanted to go to la from seattle that is as much as a ticket from yeah like uh, new jersey or st louis to seattle it, yeah. the flights are very expensive now i and i don't have any i don't have any miles i'm not a mile girl i have no points on a credit card like i i don't accumulate any digital currency at all <laughs> so i the whole like oh do we have points do we have points like i i do you have points yeah you i actually used points for this trip i'm, I'm using points wow. for the seattle trip um, how do you get points where do the points come from like a credit card oh they don't give me those okay oh you just don't have a credit card ever <laughs> I, do, I do but it's like a it's like a safety credit card oh well i mean that's there's it's that's like a way to do uh, it. credit cards for babies basically okay because that's uh, all i'm responsible for i'm a pretty big believer in like building your personal credit i think it's very important and so oh, like, adam I... if you want to help be my <laughs> i know you're a financial financially minded guy if you want to save me i would be your biggest project um putting things like groceries and gas i even put like rent and electricity on my credit card and then just like pay it oh, off immediately rent um your credit card yeah, I mean, just like, you know, put it, like as long as you can, it's like the same thing, right? I just am getting points for it instead of putting it on a debit card. Um, it's only upside. Unless you like can't pay it, don't spend money you don't have. That's a, another pretty big rule. Um, mm, but this anyway. stuff is so much fun. No, it is. It really is. I believe me, I get it. Um, this is just, it's just my advice to people. It's not the advice that You're I follow. So smart. Um, <laughs> uh, Charlie tells them, you know, he, Charlie's coming in. He says he found someone to go out with for tonight and asked if they wanted to be a double. They're kind of like, yeah, we got stuff to do. And Charlie was like, uh, I'm not really asking. I'm begging. <laughs> I am <laughs> like begging. Please, please, please <laughs> let me go out. Um, is that an ideal like me. first date i feel like a first date double date with like two people you know you know the person and the bringing your, the person you're bringing on for the date doesn't know them that is terrible that's it's a, that's beneficial a... <laughs> for everybody but the new person yeah like i would never want to be that new person coming in mm-hmm. and going on a double date with like a person and then someone a couple that they know like that sounds oh, yeah. horrifying but if you are the person that it like i love a buffer at a dinner Nothing's better than a on a first date though i feel like i don't want a buffer on a first date <sighs> i don't know I i'm don't also know. not going to dinner on a first date so that's you know i mean that's, that's the that's the biggest thing. thing we learn here why it's a disaster yeah. to do so it's just never good um 
Okay, so we see Sophie and Jesse are at the rich person's house. Uh, the guy's name is Warren. Mm, already uh, a red flag. Already a huge red flag. And then uh, the the wife's name is Megan, which I also have as a huge red flag for me. That Megan is the name of the ex that got married. But it's just for those, you know, a little bit big of ex, big yeah. ex. So you know, already on edge there. Uh, and she is carrying Bison Carpaccio, raw bison uh, on on this tray. Uh, it's uh, the the line here the mouth feel is so wet and sensual there was a point where i was like what show are we watching um sophie is so insistent upon trying it jesse's like okay i don't want this at all uh and sophie's like just eat it and then they both have it and they it's looks so disgusting as they're eating this it has to be gross sarah right like this has to be gross it really did look like uh like cut up human muscle it was yeah. disturbing it was really 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 gross i would never eat it. i don't like raw stuff anyway nor do i really like beef uh, or bison actually i i i but also if you're getting offered something it really is like i would probably rude. try it right like i would probably try <sighs> it yeah um i guess I, I guess it sounds so gross though yeah um the wife offers to make Manhattans and all of a sudden, I mean, once again, like red flags up the wazoo because he starts making these like comments that are like very off color, particularly about women and their responsibilities and what they are good and not good at. And you find out or you start getting the feeling right away that this guy is a freaking creep yeah the worst slut. yeah like right off the bat here i know like there's gonna be a scene literally a flashback and they have this realization it is right in this moment where i'm like i hate this guy <laughs> like it yeah. takes no time at all this would be like a thing that i would flag immediately i would probably leave if, if like if i was at a dinner and like this was said i know it might be like you know maybe yeah. if i'm in jesse's position it's like this is a big thing for sophie and so like maybe that would make me stay a little bit but boy, you would have a really hard time keeping like my mouth shut on any of these comments. The blinders that Sophie puts on this just because of ugh, it's hard because like this is a mo- money motivator. Like this is why she's apparently getting like a large sum of money for selling the painting. She's hoping, excuse me, the photo. She's hoping that. Th- you know, if she sells herself, then she can sell more photos for the couple, which yeah. means more visibility and more growth and more likelihood that she can get the bird hat. So I understand why she really wants to make this work. But the amount of blinders that she puts on is alarming. Yeah, it's very alarming. And I think like the thing here, the, the only part of this episode that kind of frustrated me um was that sophie like didn't realize it was that those blinders were so much because i think there might have been something interesting to her realizing it earlier on and being like okay we have to like stay because i'm in this for motivation we're gonna take all these rich idiots money for you know what i mean like i feel like there's maybe something interesting there but for her to like not notice it here i i I didn't love that yeah i would rather give her an edge and have her yeah outsmart these people more so than her being along for the ride and then realizing like an hour or so down the road yeah uh that's just the first of the dinners because at the next one we have hannah and sid they arrive a little bit earlier and they meet alice 
who is uh, the woman that is going on the date with Charlie. It turns out Alice runs an airline rewards program. You need some points. Uh, she can do it. She's Wizard oh, of Oz. Oh, okay. So the then I, I really do need to meet you up need with Alice. this Alice person. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I will say uh, uh, Alice is very like awkward and uncomfortable, but she, I think she's so friggin' funny at the start of this. Yeah, she's this like worried about the bread, right? Like she's like, do they get free bread here? I'm like, I'm really worried about the bread. Um, and so, uh, he, you know, she kind of goes off looking for the free bread. <laughs> she has, to, yeah, so exactly. Funny. She has to go and she has sure. to look for the bread. Yeah, it is very, it's very important when you go to a place and they don't give you free bread. Agreed. Or they make yeah. you pay for the bread. <gasps> uh, oh, oh my god! When terrible. you are at a Mexican restaurant and they make you pay for the chips and the salsa. Yeah. Excuse me. I come yeah. here for the salsa and yeah. for the chips. Yeah. I don't even come here for the food. I'm just here for the chips and salsa. I don't I even love chips and margaritas. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Honestly, I if I could like justify going to a Mexican restaurant, just getting a huge margarita and just eating the free chips and salsa, I would do it. Like if We're- I didn't feel like I had to order a main entree, I wouldn't do it. You know, I totally agree with you, and I would love to move forward and do that with you. But last time I had margaritas with you, I was definitely crying in Vegas. So maybe yeah. not. Um, well, we won't be in Vegas this time. So okay. I, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, that was right after Flamingos. I totally had like forgotten about that. Whole okay, situation. so like, okay, hold on. Can we tell this story? Because yeah, please. I yeah, yeah. This is where my Vegas trip went downhill. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was it really was unfortunate. Really bad. So then we were having a good time. We were walking up the strip. Everything was great. And then we go to Flamingos. And the yeah. one thing, Adam, the one thing yes. that I wanted to see in Vegas, right? The one thing what mm-hmm. I wanted to see the flamingos. Yeah. However, there is a huge <laughs> outbreak of bird flu in the world, and the flamingos were not available at this time. Yeah, they were so worried we about flamingos. exposure, and and we go to flamingos, and there was no birds, no yeah. birds at all, not even the pelicans. Um. So then we go to Margaritaville, and you said, Sarah, just to let you know. These margaritas are strong. And I said, oh, I can take any margarita in the world. No problem at all, Adam. Uh-huh. Uh, three margaritas down. <laughs> we, we are moving and grooving to the sports book. I am devastated. Devastated about the birds. I'm upset because I had to sit next to a guy that was smoking a cigar. And apparently that was very upset for me. And then I run like, you know, like um what's her name julia roberts and runaway bride i vacate the sports book not to be found for 30 minutes but you know where i was i was just outside i was talking to my friend jillian oh but i was crying okay Probably about the flamingos or just like i mean it was just, just it was it was just so much yeah so much so going much. on there so yeah i would say like let's get margaritas but now i feel like i'm just like maybe you shouldn't have margaritas ma'am uh okay but maybe we can replace that experience with a positive one like what if we like build a new core memory that's a different margarita type situation i'm totally into it but i really do think that the flamingos put me like really on the edge yeah that was tough especially i i you know i we didn't stay in the flamingo um or at least i didn't but like the number of people that i i don't think this is a very high number but like one of the biggest draws of staying in the flamingo is that you are very close to flamingos that's like that's all i wanted like truly that that's their whole shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no flamingos. I mean, flamingos are a top five favorite animal for me. 
now I'm, I, I want to ask what the five is, but we have to move on. Um, we have to move on. <laughs> okay, so they're uh, they're at dinner, worried about the bread. Uh, Hannah and Sid are talking. They're like, she's perfect. We can get her points. We can mm-hmm. use her airline stuff. Um, and I do think that even if you don't love the person that a friend of yours is dating, using them for whatever benefits they have. Not bad. Not bad. Not I, bad. Ki- I kind of like it. If they can um, get free tickets to places. Yep. If they can, um, if they have a boat or like their oh, parents have like I would a house, yeah, oh, a, yeah, a person that has a beach house, yeah, or a family lake house. Oh, oh my gosh, that is the dream. I would get married tomorrow to someone who has like a family lake house that we can yes. use at any time. Like truly, yes, I wouldn't even need to like know you. You could be that's at, all anyone. I want in the world yeah. is anyone is listening. Stuff. If you're looking to get married, uh, just you know, okay, he's financially stable. <laughs> I just want the lake house. Looking. Truly, I want the he lake house. Musically talented, <laughs> very funny and creative, uh, and he really wants a lake house. I really want the lake house. Like that is the dream. I have. Oh my yeah. god. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh. You know. Uh, then Charlie arrives. Charlie is wearing a full suit, wildly overdressed. Sarah, I hope to never wear a suit again in my life. Like truly, that. Oh really? I would. I used to in college. I had to wear suits like three days a week. Give Why? Or take. Why? Why? Business school. We were like had to do presentations uh, and all really kinds of stuff like that. You really had to get dressed up for business school. Um, of every time there was an interview or anything, like right. I, it was literally like three, sometimes four times a week. I'd have to get yeah. in a suit. Um, I, you I will them. be wearing a suit again for big events, like <sighs> do I have to? a friend's wedding or? I mean, Are you sure you... I can't come in like shorts and a t-shirt? Like I would love to just. I like, would say it depends on your friend. It would be like a nice. Like an I Heart Sarah t-shirt. Like, would that oh. be okay? Like, oh, would that I'm not be... saying my wedding. I'm, I'm thinking, just... like, Andrew's wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else's. Um... I mean, if you want to come to <laughs> my wedding dressed how you want to dress, okay. Okay. Uh, that's officially said on a podcast. I just want that to be known when we get, you know, when we get to that point. Okay. That's been officially said. Cool. <laughs> what's that look sarah what are you are you taking a bag now is it no I, I mean like i said it i said it it's fine if, i said okay, it i'll make you a deal i mm-hmm. uh what if okay i also bring a flamingo oh well then you can wear whatever you, you can want. wear whatever i want okay yeah. I, and the heart is like in the shape of a, like two flamingos like going, I, you know, oh i love that yeah, like nomeo and juliet type situation oh i love um, that okay we're we back are, at the. Where are we? I don't know. We're back at the terrible dinner. Warren says the photo spoke to them on a deep level because it featured Jesse. You are the perfect example of the American male. Okay, so remember when we were like, "Who's the perfect Chris? What's the best Chris?" Oh no! In his mind, it's this Chris. Okay, I don't want to be associated with that with those people oh so then i think that you should come on the chris Hemsworth. no i can't because chris is just too hot i mean like okay i i don't know if he's like the perfect example of the american male i don't know why american had to be thrown in there too like it's just all bad um and it's very very funny they like uh, you know uh jesse and sophie like kind of turn to each other and start whispering they don't want to eat us they were so worried about that they want to bang us oh my gosh who could have thought crazy jesse's like us and sophie's like you (laughs) (laughs) sophie's upset they don't want to bang her they just want jesse okay then we're back at the other terrible dinner none of these dinners are great okay it's ellen valentina 
And then I have in my notes here, what's her face? Because I could not remember her name and they never said it throughout Rachel. the Rachel. It's Rachel. I know I'm not now because we talked about it in the first episode. But yeah. I just wanted to be known. That is like how little I am interested. You're in interested. Her. In your mind, Rachel is like Valentina's date. Yeah. Rando. Absolutely. Who but with like a right bow now. on her head. Yes. A small, yeah, small little bow on her head. And then Valentina's date, Rando, does show up. And uh, I will say... I loved this so much. Having her date just be like a guy and then replacing the face with like different emojis yes. throughout the yes. dinner. This like felt so how I met your mother to me, me um, too. in ways that like, I, I don't even know that I'm like going to be great at explaining, but this was, this is like the epitome of the show. It's, it's like, just it's like blah, blah. Bit. And yeah, it's like other types of things that are from how I met your mother, but like in a modern sense, because they couldn't do this kind of stuff with how I met your mother, but yeah. like they can with this. And I, I just loved it so much. I agree. I totally agree. I thought that this bit really worked well and I liked it so much because it did remind me of what I loved about how I met your mother. Yeah. Um, and especially watching Rando throughout the episode, yes. making different faces and reactions. It was just really, really fun to watch, uh, this character. Yeah. It's just really funny. I really enjoyed it. Uh, this dinner starts off really rough. For the not good. Yeah, it's really not good. She talks about, um, Valentina starts talking about astrology. Apparently she's an Aries, which... As a person that does follow astrology, that does not surprise me. I do feel like she's a good example of an Aries because she's a leader. She's somebody that has no problem, like, you know, taking initiative. I think that she is somebody who uh, is a little bit of a firecracker, um, someone that's bold. These are all qualities of an Aries. And... Rachel does not like astrology because she is more scientific. She believes in psychology and um, they, they're just like have fundamental differences. Now I will say when I went to my astrologer, she said um, that psychology and astrology go hand in hand together and they work really well together. So I think that these two could have made it work, but they just like have, uh, you know, fundamental differences. Yeah, I mean, this is like a very, um, a very big issue right off the bat at the beginning of this dinner. Uh, there was also some talk from Valentina about a birth chart by Madame Deborah, who gets mentioned quite a bit. Um, yeah, I just, you know, uh, certainly I'm like not the person here to be giving any kind of like advice or guidance based on astrology or really even based on psychology. I can tell you what my therapist tells me, but that's about it in terms of anything along those lines. Um, that being said, the one thing I will say here, uh, if you are getting like significant life advice from someone named Madam Deborah, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's not it. That's, <laughs> I don't know, like live your life, do what you want to do, follow whatever you want to follow. Unless maybe it's Madam Deborah, And then I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, know how legitimate Madam Deborah sounds, but, uh, I do believe in my astrologer, Nadine Jane Astrology. Does Shout she go by her. like Madam Jane though? No, she's just it's the Nadine Madam that like really that gets really me. throws you off. It gives you like uh, Miss Chloe vibes. Yeah, like Cleo, unless you're French or like 
uh, a queen or a hypothetical president in a show that has yeah. a woman president, I like don't think that we should be Be utilizing that word for that kind of you know what i mean like i feel like that's Mm -hmm. where the problem if you if you like have the audacity to put madam in front of your own thing and like call it i don't know that to me is the issue what about if you're actually french then it's fine yeah i was gonna say that's like you're if you're french so or you know if you're addressing someone who is french also fine or if you're talking to your french teacher who you always call madame um anyway Okay, we're back at the other terrible dinner. All these dinners are just terrible. Uh, <laughs> Sophie is begging for Jassy to say, uh, and they're offered a tour. They want before dinner a tour of the house. Why? First of all, this is a, this is not a pre-dinner activity. No one needs to have a tour of the house. I, just, I do you, love a tour. No, 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 no. I just want to see the dining room. Give me the food, and then I'm gonna mm-hmm. leave. That's it. That's like all. No, if I came over to anybody's house, the first thing I would want to do is see the tour. I hate that. I like truly. I have no desire to give anyone a tour of any establishment that I'm living in. I will happily give you food and like whatever the rooms that are public. You can see. I, we don't need to do a tour. But Adam, there might be interesting things in there. There's not. I promise I you. I want to see. I want to see everything. No, there's nothing interesting in my apartment. It's so small. Um. Anyway, uh, they're giving the tour. It's so awkward. It's like uh, Sophie's like, okay, I'm gonna ask some questions, and maybe we can find some more place to put art. And it's like, no, you can't talk, Sophie. But Jesse, you can say anything. Ooh. Anything. Ooh. Gross. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Disgusting. Yeah. Um. We cut back to another bad dinner. Alice is listing off the entire Monopoly board. I do think that this is an interesting party trick. Could you do it? Okay, wait. How Mm -mm. far on the Monopoly board could we get? No, I can. Okay, I probably can name every piece on the Monopoly board, but not in order. I think we. Okay, let's see how far we can get in order. Well, can we. In go ahead. order? We'll start with go. You should pass go. Okay, I can say go. Go. Baltimore? I think the first one is is Mediterranean. Okay. Mediterranean. And then is it a like a community chest or something there? Maybe I think there's a I community have no chest clue. second. This is I wait, have... there's Baltic Avenue. That's probably the one you're thinking of. Oh, look at me. I'm so smart. Then there's the taxes one. Sure. Then the railroad. One of the railroads reading, probably. Oh my god, this is wait, this is really good. Okay, then I think it's continental. This is the light blue. And then What's the next one? Vermont? I don't know. How do you know this? Chan- I, I admittedly, I've played a good amount of Monopoly. Then Chance. Then another one of the light blue. And then Jail. Vermont and Connecticut. And then Jail. Yeah. And then I know we get to the light pinks. And I don't know what they are. Virginia is one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. St. Charles is one of them. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is another one though. I don't know. St. James? Avenue. Oh no. Wait a minute. That's. I don't know. St. Charles. Electric. You're freaking electric. Yeah. It gets really dicey after that point, but. Maybe you would be better going the reverse order. Okay. Boardwalk. Yeah. Then I don't know what's next. Is luxury a... tax. Oh, it's a luxury tax. Okay. Then we have park place. Yeah. Then is it a, is it a chance? Yeah. Then there's a railroad again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know which one. Then we have the greens correct uh i don't know what they are though let's see i name any green um oh no you're Uh, trash you're you're (laughs) trash at this you know what i mean alice would be appalled yeah she would i could definitely do the colors all in order but i all the specific names are so tough i mean do you have a party trick like anything like this it's not this it's not monopoly i don't think no it's certainly not monopoly uh 
my i mean usually my go-to party trick is like if there happens to be a piano there i will like yeah. always get pressured into playing something on the piano yeah um or like singing those the, those are mm. always the two things that are like if you know if, if there's ever something there that will certainly be what comes up those um, are great party tricks yeah they're okay uh and then uh depending on like where the thing is uh ping pong could also be the other thing the, oh wow yeah um that's incredible i'm talentless but that's okay um hardly Sarah. hardly i uh i think i've told this story elsewhere but i did memorize the back of a body wash bottle about oh. like 15 years ago and i still have it memorized which what body wash caress oh that's a yeah. weird name uh, yeah, I know. Okay. Well, at some Indulge point. Hold your senses and soften your skin with cross moisturizing <laughs> body wash. <laughs> and I can go on, but we got we got yeah. shiz to do. Okay. They're talking about the mommy board that says that they've been sucking down banana daiquiris. Ooh, yummy. Um, does sound delicious. I'm all in on a banana daiquiri. We should have banana daiquiris in Seattle. Okay. We um, will. We're indulging. We are. We're going like all our out. senses. And, yeah. <laughs> 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 We're caressing nobody in daiquiris <laughs> uh it's all getting bad then they're like we have to go to the bathroom and then oh my god alice is so uncomfortable i hope we get stalls right next <laughs> that, that was creepy that was really <laughs> creepy i um, whenever i go to the restroom i like go to the stall that's farthest around from anybody yeah. i don't want to there has to be a we're talking about buffers there has to be a buffer zone yeah the stalls for sure five stalls in um, between <laughs> five stalls. All stalls um yeah. it's so weird um and you know Sid is like trying to reassure Charlie like yeah I see something great in Alice okay whatever uh we go back to the other bad gender Warren shows the photo and explains uh that he is a meninist that men are under attack his line is there's a war against men mm-hmm. uh woof Sarah mm-hmm. this is so disgusting there's an actual podcast that are oh like, yeah this is a uh, this is an absolute and I've heard um like not on like PSR platform, but on other not, yeah. podcasts that I've listened to, them advertise it, and it sounds like so abstract. And you're just like, "Is, is this a prank?" But it's not. Yeah, I, you know, we don't need to like get too political here. I, like, I think we'll just keep the same level of politics that the show keeps with. Um, this is like gross, and uh, it take. I feel like you just have to block out so much common sense and any amount of intelligence to believe the things that he's talking about and i think that the show like does a pretty good job of like conveying that this is just like gross and disgusting and very problematic right like i don't i don't know that the show like went ridiculously far here i think that like they presented us with a thing that is awful and made it clear that it was awful so i you know right right Anyway, uh, dinner with Valentina and Ellen not going well. They're just totally, you know, at each other, going back and forth. It's really bad. Well, uh, they're fighting. It's, it's like super inappropriate and terrible. Yeah, and the line of, like, team science with your girlfriend or team star magic with your roommate and her street magic, uh, Madam Deborah. it's, like, all bad. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just brutal. Poor Rando, who's also there. Like, what a terrible yeah rando is definitely having the worst day ever but i do think that at the end he does get uh you know a little bit of a bonus a little bit yeah uh and they were able to uh come to an agreement not really an agreement they were able to commiserate together on one thing and that is ellen being unable to make decisions and being unable to pick for anything 
Yeah. Uh, and then they do like this like really nasty thing that I really hated where they just go back and forth and talk about things that they hate about Ellen. Yeah. Which I hated. And I was like, you know what? Rachel she's, she's like right there. I think that Valentina was trash for doing this to poor Ellen too. It's not nice, but like Ellen is so desperate, which is the reoccurring yeah. word that she flames these fires just because that means that these two people in her life are not fighting with each other. And she's like, say more bad things about me, more bad things. It's terrible. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot of good self-esteem. I feel really bad. Yeah, not a lot of good self-esteem, but, like, this is how she's, like, trying to fit in and find happiness. I, it's all bad. I, I really am, like, not relating to Ellen as a character and I'm struggling to, like, I, I think she's struggling to find her spot in the show. Um, yeah, But we'll I see agree. kind of how that goes uh, forward here. Um, Jesse and Sophie uh, are now Googling Warren, and the, the video they come up with is a Warren uh, talking about how uh, women can't go to space because they their periods and the egg, the send uh, the segment ends with is wiping your butt gay. Those are the things that Warren is talking about. Um, yikes! Uh, even Jesse's like, well, that explains the smell. Also disgusting, just terrible. I that's so gross. Um, Sophie says they have two options. Sarah, there are two options on what to do here. Number only one, two. only yeah, two, options. only two options. Number one, start, start a podcast. <laughs> Look, any two dummies can start a podcast, to be honest with you. You don't have to be talented nor smart. All you need is 200 bucks to buy yourself a mic, sometimes even less than that. Most of the time, even less than that. Absolutely. So that's option number one. They talk about the podcast. And also it would be not just a, like, you know, renunciation of everything that Warren is saying, but it would also talk about celebrity hairstyles. Okay. You know what? I'm in on this. I have heard- Sarah, should we like add that segment? I do think so because you know what? I've heard so many conspiracy theories that most celebrities, if not all, wear wigs. All celebrities, is, yes, exactly. Which is what Sophie was saying here. She basically started naming celebrities and they mm-hmm. all have wigs. Wow, every celebrity has wigs or a hairpiece of some kind. Um, I guess if I had like that kind of money, no, I wouldn't because like I don't really care about my hair. It's like fine. I just have no, was, you gotta you know, care about your hair. Mm. I don't. Have you, is it obvious that like I never style my hair? It just kind of like is. No, I compliment you on your hair all the time. I don't think you've ever done that, but I did not that in a way that like I'm upset about. But like I did it once when you got haircut. I did get a haircut. Yeah, I I prefer shorter, but also haircuts are more expensive than they should be, and so I you know if I how much just... are you paying for a haircut? I mean, it's like what like twenty bucks a haircut, and then I'll I, tip. I can't. Like... I can't. I can't because that's nothing. That's Pennies. It's more than I would like to be spent. Well, but then like you include the tip, and it's like a whole thing. I I don't know. I, I spend know. a I spend a good amount of money on hair. You should put that on the credit card. Um. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh. I don't even know where we are at this. Oh, option number two. We already talked about the first option. Option number two. Grab the penny and give the f out. That's a better. All right, option. That, right. I. That's a pretty good option. That's much better. Okay. Yeah. This kind of reminded me of stealing the blue French horn. Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, for sure. I think that was kind of the vibe they were going for too, right? Especially like with the two of them. Okay, we're back to dinner with Alice. Uh, they return from the bathroom. Alice has a reusable toilet seat cover. Okay. I was totally in on. Oh, Alice brought her own toilet seat covers. So I was like, okay, yes, they come in packets. I've seen them. A lot of the times, bathrooms don't have 
toilet seat covers and then she said it was reusable and i said mm, no mm. she lost me again yeah no. not the word i'd like to be Mm-mm. seeing there Mm-mm. Nope. whatsoever uh alice says that she likes dancing it does like kind of a little awkward dance i thought it was a good jig uh okay listen if i can dance better than a dance that's being out there that is a problem like that okay. should not yeah i mean like sophie doesn't have a lot of rhythm uh yeah there's there's not a lot going out here um and charlie is just like yeah okay i'm done like i can't keep pretending to do this which like i am so happy for charlie that he said this he was like you know even if he uh he's first of all he says he's like he's not really ready to date now which i very much respect just in the first place but then he like does pile on with some like pretty significant honesty kind of brutal honesty even if i were ready wouldn't be with you not what you want to hear no, it's a little harsh, but yeah. I don't think that Alice really cared because no. she kind of saw through everybody. She knew that Sid was after her miles. Yeah. Uh, she kind of knew that Charlie wasn't into her. And she said, you know what? It's still the best day ever because I met my new best friend, Hannah. Bathroom yeah. for life. Um, that might be the worst like moniker for two people (laughs) (laughs) like i honestly cannot think of a worse thing to have like and i gotta say i think bathroom bros works better it would have been right well it it, i guess it works better but i don't i'm not interested in a bathroom bro like um unless they have a lake house that's really the only uh situation where i'd be willing to be bathroom bros um okay we're back with warren Sophie starts, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you know, Warren, who's like, you know, spewing all of this misogynistic stuff. Warren is just like being very blatant at this point, uh, you know, talking about, you know, uh, having Sophie on. Sophie's trying to distract him while Jesse is stealing the painting. She says a lot of uh, stuff that's pretty gross. Warren is like, oh, yeah, you get it. You know what's going on. And then he's like, you should come on the podcast. Um, unfortunately, all of the female guests have to wear bikinis. Uh, and then we learn this fact about Megan, who used to be the mayor of Baltimore. Wow. Um, and that's it. That's Sophie has had it with this whole situation. She's, She's done with them. This was the tipping point. Uh, you were mayor and now you plate raw meat for this little bee. Jesse is struggling to get the picture. Back. Uh, and then uh, they see what's going on. They get all upset at her. They turn around and to think we almost had sex with you, uh, <laughs> which is really, really funny. Um yeah, she's just had it. And I do like this moment of her standing up for herself because I feel like she's just kind of been pushed yeah. over quite a bit throughout this episode and, and a little demeaning to like have this all boil down to like she needs the cash. And so, you know, glad that, yeah. glad that we, you know, kind of got past that. It is unfortunate that I suppose the deal fell through, but honestly, like, do you really want this person to own your work anyway? No, no. not really. Um, okay, and then we end the episode back in the apartment with uh, Valentina and Sophie. Um, they're you know kind of talking about their days, what had happened, all the situations, and then um, we see Valentina talking like you know yeah, uh, I feel like I'm gonna end up with Charlie. Like that's the kind of what she's talking about. Like you know we're we're end game stuff like that. Um, and uh, we also see Charlie in the bar that he's working at. Uh, talk uh, you know look over kind of surveying the scene uh we you know we had seen earlier in the episode he's not really ready to date but then he sees someone at the edge of the bar walks up and says hi uh as of course valentina's like you know we're meant to be we're end game 
And then, of course, you know, we end the episode with Rando coming back out with an emoji over his face and an eggplant over his, you know, what? Yeah. So, and a peach uh, on his. And a peach on his, on his booty uh, yeah. as he kind of talks around. Uh, yeah. Um, and also, we get uh, Jesse, a nice Jesse and Sophie moment where they realize that they can be friends and they hit the reset button. So, I really liked how it ended. I liked how everything was like kind of wrapped up in a nice bow. It, the, once again, the, um, the way that it ended with Charlie was very reminiscent of a How I Met Your Mother end of episode. Yes. Um, with like the setup for what's to come and saying that Charlie might have found his own reset in that moment. I really liked that. And then with the swelling music as well, they really get you in the feels, which yep. I really like. So I thought that it was a really good episode. Um, th- I mean, there's there's problems like there's definitely these these episodes definitely have their like little they're a little rough around the edges you know they're a little corny at times it's a little cringy at times i still think that the show has uh definite steps i would like them to improve upon and but i'm hopeful i'm hopeful i like the bare bones of it yeah and i think that like to that point uh, this isn't a perfect show. Like, I, I don't think either of us are like here saying this is a perfect show. Neither was How I Met Your Mother, though, right? Like, there were plenty yep. of episodes that had like these rough edges that we're talking about, where maybe not as clean as we would like them to be. Uh, we're not going through those episodes like with a fine tooth comb, like we are with these right now. So I think it's like very easy to be like, oh, that you know, early show was great, and this one's not as good. But um, I like it. I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's like a fun watch. I think it's been a fun season so far. I'm glad that we get a lot more of it, and you know, a lot more to go on than just kind of a shortened season so um that's episodes two and three sarah uh that's all we have here uh today any final thoughts before we before we get out of here no i am really excited to watch the next two episodes um i think now is a good time to mention that you know we've been alluding to the seattle trip for a couple weeks next time we record we will be together in seattle so the vibes are going to be blasting off yes so much fun i'm really excited about that to cover episodes four and five um but yeah i'm i'm excited to see the continuation we're just like at the very tip of the iceberg there's so much more to uncover left of the season so I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay, if people want more Sarah Ferguson in their lives, where can they find you? What are you doing these days? I, uh, you know, I'm over here at PSR. Hopefully another project comes my way soon. I'm like thinking that I might have something in March oh. to be determined. Um, and then uh, over at Shit 90 Shows, Tommy, we're going to cover speed for bonus content. We got Dawson's Creek. Adam, you joined Jess and I last week on a Dawson's Creek episode. We had a great time, uh, lots of laughs, and um, somebody commented and said, this podcast was NSFW times a million. (laughs) So that's that. Uh, How about you, Adam? Yeah, so go check that out. That was very, very fun. I can attest that is an accurate representation of what happened. Um, Myself, Todd, and Lindy uh, over on One of Podcast are talking through Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. So we are a couple episodes into that. Come uh, check out our most recent episode, which featured uh, the incredible Melissa Woodward. 
um, which is very, very exciting. So we uh, loved having her on there. Over uh, on the PSR patron feed, you can find me talking about Doctor Who with Kevin Mahadeo and Melissa Woodward as well. Uh, we just did Blink, potentially one of the best episodes of the entire series, so go check that out. Um, but then other than that, you can find us both back here in a couple weeks where we will be together in person recording a podcast i'm so excited for this we'll be in seattle together we'll have we'll probably be watching the episodes together as well as they come out probably. this will be so fun um and we might give uh, an update on uh, the movie that i need to see apparently as well so uh we'll be talking we'll be talking all of that and more in just a couple of weeks as we cover the following two episodes but until then bye It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.